Hi, this is Lisa Henderson, your host for Daring Parenting. So you might wonder, what is a daring parent? Well, if you're willing to be a child's parent, not necessarily their friend, you're a daring parent. A daring parent has good boundaries and sets limits for children with natural and logical consequences if something goes wrong, and they stick to them. That's what makes you a daring parent. If you have any questions that you'd like to address to us, please feel free to email me, lisa at daringparenting.com. Our guest today is Dr. Mark Blair, and we are glad to have him back again as a guest. Today, we're going to talk about entitlement. And entitlement seems to go hand in hand with the word millennials. And I tend to disagree, but we can talk about that later. I would like to know what your thoughts are on entitlement. So I think the issue for me largely is this perception that your child deserves everything and that you are obliged to provide everything for your child. Actually, that's not true. Your child does not deserve everything. Your child deserves opportunities to struggle and make things better for themselves, especially in our society where the majority of the people that I see as patients are relatively well off. Not, it's hard, they battle, but they continuously have this anxiety around, are they giving their children enough? I think they are giving their children a lot. I think they're giving their children as much as they need to give their children. This whole notion of actually not wanting your children to suffer like you suffered and making their path easier in life I think is fraught with difficulty and I don't think it's necessary for you to uh, prevent your children or, um, or obstruct the possibility of your child having to struggle. Your child needs to struggle. Struggle's very, very necessary. It's what makes life worth living. I know when my children were young and I would look at them and I would think someday somebody's going to break their heart and I'm going to want to make it all better, and I can't. And it just, you know, it graduates from there as the children get older, the struggles they have. But one of the things that I found, and uh, we were a working-class family with children in a very expensive private school with a lot of well-off people, and my son started acting like this spoiled rich kid and just kind of had this attitude. I said, oh no, 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 this, this is ending. Over the Christmas break, you're going to find a place to go volunteer. And he was 13, so of course it meant I had to go volunteer with him. And he ended up picking an orphanage and he went and tutored one night a week. And the first night he said, oh mom, you did the right thing. I never realized having my own room was a big deal. I never realized having my parents at home was a big deal. So I had to do that a couple of times, though, when he copped that attitude. So sometimes I think it's that fear that, what if we're too hard on our kids? Yeah, and I think that's a very interesting observation as well, is where does the entitlement come from? What makes your child feel like they are entitled to more? And I think you're right, and we might as well talk about it now. The external forces that exist that have a role uh, to play in this are enormous. Um, I've already mentioned what I consider to be a machine 
of marketing and advertising that tells us not only are we good enough, but that we actually deserve it and that this product was made specially for us and that we must actually aspire to own this thing, whatever it is. And incidentally, as soon as you own it, the next thing that tells you is that you have to continuously upgrade it. That's a major problem as well. So we have to acknowledge that there's this machinery in the background. Also, the interaction that um, our children have with other children often plays a very important role, that our children feel, well, if they can go skiing in Switzerland, why can't we? And one of my most profound experiences in terms of this was a mother at my practice in Joburg when I still lived in Joburg whose child said to her mom are we poor and she said no we're not really poor she said but the child said well why aren't we going skiing all my friends are going skiing this year why can't we go skiing and the mother had to say, well, we don't go skiing because we haven't got money to go skiing. And we don't like the idea of going skiing anyway because we go water skiing down at the Val Dam with our friends. And that's just good enough for us. So sometimes I think good enough is actually more than enough. And this whole sense that you have to have the best and the most and the newest is absolute rubbish. Well, it is. And I think especially in that adolescent time where everything is built on your self-image is what you wear, what you have, what you drive. And if you can't drive, what do your parents drive and what do your parents do? And then I've noticed as my children have gotten older and even in my son's teens, he would say, oh, mom, some of these rich kids, he goes, I need to send them to you for a week. He's because what would happen is in a lot of cases, the parents would be either both parents working high, high level jobs, mm-hmm. not at home, or the parents would be split up with a lot of money and trying to make up for that. And I get that guilt and yeah. trying to make it up. But consequently, the children are kind of let to run loose. Well, I mean, I th- just a general comment about being a parent anyway. I think being a parent is all about fear and guilt in any event. It's the most terrifying thing. You don't have the foggiest clue whether you're doing a decent job until your kids are in their late 20s. So that's a comment about that. I think um, there certainly is a lot of that kind of thinking around, um, especially teenagers, because teenagers are naturally quite manipulative because their main focus is on their needs. All they really care about is is their needs, especially sort of middle teenagers. As they get towards 18, 19, they tend to be looking around the world more again. And then they say, oh, wow, actually, I'm not that important. I just recently had a young student who came and sat in with me um, at one of the local HIV clinics and also at my practice. Um, And he went back and he said to his parents, I had no idea how lucky we are. I did not know what most people's lives are like. And the most profound thing there was um, for him to be seeing HIV positive single parents who are farm workers, whose lives are characterized by real suffering. But to see these people and the real joy that they have in terms of the way they control their lives 
and how they've taken control of their lives, this young man learned some big, big lessons in the few days that he spent with me there. Well, and that can be a life-altering experience. One of the things that I noticed, and, and I was very guilty of this, really with both my children, but I think more my son, because he was a boy and he was my baby. and But I did everything for him. I, I didn't make him finish. If he didn't like his food, I didn't make him finish dinner. And I would make this snack tray <laughs> that I would take to him about 7.30 at night because he was hungry. And a man I was dating said, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous! Either he eats his food up here, but don't be taking him a snack tray. And I mean a good snack tray, cheese and crackers. And all of a sudden I thought, oh my God. And so, you know, he didn't eat. He didn't like a lot of the stuff, but eventually he got to like it. But I, I have caught myself doing that in gradations from the time my kids were three on up until 23. I mean, I've certainly experienced that in myself as well. Well, I think one's overwhelmed by a desire to do the best. And I think one continuously assesses whether you're doing an okay job of being a parent. And I think sometimes um, we're very hard on ourselves um, because we take specific examples of where we could have been a better parent and we blow them out of proportion. That's what I mean by fear and guilt. I think that especially in this amazing little town that we live in there's such a focus on family and there's such a focus on the children's needs being met i think sometimes the children's needs are being overmet by the parents and i think sometimes parents don't stop and say well are my needs being met and am i actually doing okay am i feeling okay about my life i think moms are particularly affected by this because Uh, moms identify so strongly with their role um, that very often they get lost in terms of their whole individual personality. They become somebody's mom or somebody's wife and their whole life is characterized by caring for their children. And guess what? The children leave home and then the moms sit there and think, now what? And what just happened for the last 20 years of my life? And what can I do now? can be quite an exciting time but there can be a sense of sadness as well because suddenly you're not so important anymore you've given your child wings and now they're using the wings to fly away from you and that's not always so easy to accept either no it's not Mm -hmm. so when you talk about the guilt and I think a lot of mothers whether you work inside the home or outside the home there's always that guilt that you're not doing enough or you're not doing it right In your observation of families, how important is the coupleship? Because I think sometimes the coupleship ends up taking a back seat to the kids. Could you speak to that? Yeah, I think, again, um, it's about, we're talking about entitlement. What are you actually entitled to um, as somebody's partner? You're actually entitled to a relationship. You're entitled to a relationship that makes you happy, that's fulfilling, that um, is synergistic, that gives you a better life than you could possibly have on your own. But you're right, that gets lost. Very often that gets lost completely. And 
quite often the children undermine the integrity of that relationship as well, especially teenagers again, because they are so focused on their needs. So a mother can spend the first 12 years attending to the needs of the child because the, chi- the child really does need that mother's help. But from 12 onwards, very often, that child is telling the mom what to do. And I've had some incredible circumstances where moms um, would be phoned by their daughter who's staying with friends and they'd like a takeaway. You're kidding. And and they phoned the mom and said, we'd like you to go to the, the, the fast food place and get us a takeaway. And while you're about, us, get us, about it, get us some chocolate. And I think we'll have a two liter Coke as well. And the mother gets in her car and goes. That's how mom's roles can be undermined. And the right that that mom has to a normal, fulfilling relationship with their partner is completely undermined by that. And the mom often doesn't realize just how subversive it is that the child is manipulating them on a very deep level and knows what they're doing and still prepared to do it. And let's talk about, too, what does that do for the child? When the child feels like they have that much control, what, what's the, I don't want to say damage, but what are some of the repercussions of that? Well, the repercussion is, in fact, entitlement, where, where the child feels like, okay, I know how to get this. I know exactly which uh, buttons to press. And the other thing that they sometimes do is they play both sides against the middle, where they'll go and say, well, uh, dad says if you say it's okay, I can do this. Or they'll go to, you know, either way around because they want the outcome and they don't really care how they get it as long as they get the outcome that they're looking for. Um, So I think that is definitely a a, a, a factor. And I also think children, no matter how old they are, they want their parents to be their parents. They don't want them to be their uh, you know, gopher or their friend, really. I think this is also such an important thing. Um, parenting is about doing the hard stuff. It's about actually strapping your child into a car seat instead of actually not strapping the child into a car seat because they're making such a fuss about being in the car seat. It's about when I was, I had just done my trick. And I hadn't done terribly well. And I'd been accepted to go to Wits University to do a BSc in Biological Life Sciences. My parents came and sat on the end of my bed one Sunday morning and said, My boy, you're going back to school. You're doing matric again. The whole thing. I said, I'm not. They said, yes, you are. And that was, must have been the hardest thing for them to do. But there is no question that that was the best thing that they ever did for me in terms of making a decision on my behalf. That's tough love. That's the agony of being a parent. And it's the right thing. And I've told kids, parents get zero pleasure out of doing this. You know, they're, they're, it's not fun to have to punish your child or tell them you can't go anywhere or you've got to do school all over again. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. You know, there's a deeply held conviction in the parent of what's right and what's wrong. And you've got to, fo- you have got to follow that 
because that's the only guide that you've got and you've got to back each other and you've got to make decisions together to get the best outcome and also too i think friends you know leaning on friends it's like oh i didn't know you had that problem i thought i was the only one my kid did xyz the other thing i've noticed and both of my children are millennials so my grandson is i think they call it gen z now whatever the children of the millennials are and he's seven and when i went to visit i noticed he he did no chores and my daughter was like well you know i don't see him that much i work i said this child needs to be doing some chores and of course he didn't do them well i made him you know sweep but he was so proud of himself and i said you've got to start involving him and i think that's what happens it's either well we don't want to pressure him because we don't have enough time or i can do it better and it can be perfect if i do it and then we've deprived the children of something do you see this also sure i mean what an important point it's really really important to actually empower your children by giving them stuff to do and expecting them to actually do it badly to start with and to get better at it as time goes on i don't think that's necessarily a millennial thing um i've seen a lot of that a lot of instances where where parents should just allow their kids to get on with it and encourage them to do it that's the other problem is that sometimes you're so fearful that your child's not going to be good at something that you actually transfer that anxiety to them and they feel like if I don't do this perfectly my parents are going to be upset with me and that's a big problem as well so very often developing skills takes an enormous amount of effort and a lot of time before you actually do an even adequate job of it it's like playing a musical instrument when you pick up that musical instrument you don't have an idea how to even make a sound from that instrument but as time goes by and you spend time doing it you get better and better at it and those are really important thing for for children to learn because there's a sense of achievement and an ability to do stuff is really really important in young people well and i think part of the problem with putting this focus on doing everything for our children number 1 buying everything for our children number 2 it ends up not they they have a hollow sense of self they don't have any self confidence about what they can and can't do yeah. or what what they and you've spoken about this in another show how important it is to let kids fail we're talking to Dr. Mark Blair and our discussion is about entitlement and we'll return in just a moment when Dr. Blair talks about the challenges that teens face today and every day and also what parents can do to help them succeed <laughs> 